Hi there! Welcome to episode one of PolicyWise season three. My name is Mehek Kondru, and today on PolicyWise, my co-hosts Michael, Demi, and Ellie will be together for the very first time at Youth Leadership Institute's office in Fresno. The crew, minus me, will discuss their thoughts on politicians, ignorance in the 21st century, and even school dances. So bring out your headphones, find a comfy seat, relax, and enjoy. Can I, can I start it off and be like, welcome to PolicyWise IRL? What is your favorite high school dance? Oh, I can't, I can't answer that. All right, like <laughs> winter formal. Why is that your favorite? Because mm. my prom sucked. Um, because <laughs> I was a um, princess on here. Were you really? My freshman year was all downhill from there. <laughs> Wait, what, what's your favorite dance? Homecoming. Homecoming? Which year? My sophomore year. Okay. Why? Because freshman year, I was still like a little baby. Yeah. Yeah. Like new to it. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Didn't know yeah. what I was doing. <laughs> sophomore year, super fun. Then they started renovating the convention center. Oh. So we had to go to this like, like terrible motel. Oh my gosh. Like out weird. in the suburbs. And it was like such a long line to get in. And there was like so packed. There was like swell. It was like terrible. Oh. oh. We still had fun. I mean, yeah. the year after. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Mine, junior year. Okay, so they only did this dance once at my high school. It was at Pharaoh's Lost Kingdom. Splash Kingdom. It's called Splash Kingdom It's like a water park? Yeah, oh. in Redlands. Okay. And so I don't know what was the impetus for having yeah. this. Yeah, was there a lot of like, um, synchronized oh. swimming? <laughs> <laughs> it was a dance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was was cool. At least probably a thousand people. Okay. And it was all three high schools, like, coming together all years, like, freshman through senior. Wow. It was a really big high school dance, and it was so much fun. I don't know, I feel like regular high school dances, like, you know a lot of the people there. Yeah. And it was, like, you get to meet these people from other schools, and, like... Wow. What'd you gotcha. wear? I don't remember what I wore. Come oh, come on, you know, now. I was you a know junior in high school. I do yeah. not know what I wore. I'm so sorry. It's your screensaver. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> What's your screensaver? It's of them. I literally have not changed it since I got my phone. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's the stock one. It used to be me and my siblings, so I should probably oh, change it back. Sorry, sisters. <laughs> Can I change my answer for favorite dance? Yeah. Sure. Um, we had uh, barn dances at our school. Yeah. Line dancing? Yes. Oh and God. it was awesome. It was great. That is great. Yeah. Where'd you grow up again? Arroyo Grande. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. super fun yeah that's it awesome welcome to policy one <laughs> we are on season three we've been doing this for a while now i'm michael i'm demi i'm ellie and we are in the yla office yli office in fresno <laughs> Getting together and recording for the first time. In person. Yeah. And actually seeing each other for the first time in person. It's the first time yeah. Ellie and I have met. Yeah. First time Demi and I have seen each other in years. Yeah. Since the student government days. Back in the day. Back in the day. Making me feel old. I just turned 23 and I need a walking stick now. <laughs> speaking of not that. Speaking of, speaking of back in the student government days, today we're going to be talking about uh, politicians and particularly talking about the pros and cons about certain types of politicians, things that we look for in our ideal politician. Um, but first, before we get started, I want to ask if you can name some politicians who best represent your political 
favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like each each one, at least for me, each one is for like a different reason, a different purpose. The one that I think first sparked my political interest and made me like turn on the TV with the interest of politics was Barack Obama. Mm. Barack Obama was the politician of our generation, our generation, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, no, I was thinking about that, I was like, I was like eight years old. Yeah. Was okay, to be fair, I was 10. I was for sure in like that's, that's not how that. It was, 2000, <laughs> not, no, that's not it was 2008. Way. I was born in 1998. I was 10. Okay. Yeah. I was six. Oh my goodness. Oh, I was six then. <laughs> You're good. I must have also been 10 then. Yeah. We didn't know what politics was. Like, you know, yeah. you just watch TV. And for me, it was just like that black guy that's coming on is saying some stuff that's making me feel some sort of way. Like, I don't even know what he's referring to, but I'm with it. Um, that's also when I learned like the difference in ideologies because it was like oh you might watch like msnbc and like the commentators are really cheering this person you switch it over to fox and it's like oh they don't like him and i did like did not understand why so barack obama i think is the one that first like kind of set the standard for what a politician is i do remember george bush but i didn't like i wasn't invested i wasn't yeah. invested the way i was i think into obama um, you're like a nine-year-old you're like I just can't get with it yeah <laughs> I remember it would be I was in like and be like one girl be like my mom likes Hillary Clinton I'd be like oh yeah well, my dad likes Barack Obama so <laughs> really had Starting no idea what we were drama. talking about yeah. no literally uh, what about you Ooh. well my whole thing is like environmentalism Henry David Thoreau <laughs> <laughs> who even is that the pond Walden Pond uh, I was thinking the um, existentialist. Yeah, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. I think. Oops. Not a politician. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Not a politician. You know, like AOC. Mm. We'll get into that later. We'll get into that. Yeah. Ed Markey has been big. Um, Ed Markey? Yeah. Interesting. Like Green New Deal. I mean, yeah. like. Senator I, Markey, right? Yeah. Wow. I just never. <laughs> thought of Senator Markey is notable, but I see well, he that. he is an environmental. Staff. I can see that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, Bernie, oh, classic, yeah, yeah, yeah. classic. Feel the burn. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that gives y'all a pretty good idea of my politics. I felt the burn really hard in 2016. Did you? Yeah, really hard in 2016. Yeah. I was like, I, I didn't participate in a T-shirt making. Feel oh. the burn. Oh really? Yeah. I actually saw him in person. Okay, fun fact. This yeah. is my first political event in my life it was senior year of high school and it was literally i think i saw like a tweet while i was bored in class saying that bernie sanders was coming to san bernardino which is like 20 oh, minutes wow. away from my high school and so i was sitting there texting my friends like are we gonna go like could we go yeah. we ended up going right after school um to san bernardino and it was a super long line like my first political event people were passing out stuff i'm like oh my goodness i'm about to see like a politician that's been on tv or whatever um, we get like inside the venue and we're like in the crowd, a guy in a suit like walks up to us and is like, do y'all want to be on stage behind Bernie? No way. No way. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, uh. <laughs> duh. Like we thought he, we thought he was joking. And he literally led us to the backstage with like a bunch of other people. And I was on stage behind Bernie Sanders. No oh way. Yeah. There's a little photo of me holding. I still have the sign that I was holding because they give us all signs to hold. Yeah. But he was like a good, like five feet away from me. And I, Whoa. yeah. Hillary Clinton wow. came to Sac City College. Oh, I didn't gosh. get in. <clears throat> That's okay. But she was there. Snoop Dogg worked at this <laughs> concert <laughs> that I was at. He, I used to work at this concert venue, and he was there, and I was like, 
from me to Ellie. And I was like, I could tackle Snoop Dogg. And it was really inspirational. And I could tackle Snoop Dogg. Dogg. I didn't. I didn't. I was Snoop Dogg, my I'm favorite what? politician. Yeah. 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 He's on the, actually, um, Mount Rushmore, you didn't see. Mm. Mm. Yeah. New edition. Mount Rushmore 2.0. <laughs> Interesting. Who would be on your Mount Rushmore? Ooh. Okay. I don't know if I like anyone enough for that. Barack <laughs> Obama, for sure. <laughs> Michael, Demi, Jared. Our new logo is our faces on Mount Rushmore. That would actually be really cool. Uh, I actually think, th- and this is a controversial one, I think, especially mm. in the black community, but I would put Abraham Lincoln up there. And and people would say like that he didn't actually have the full intention of freeing the slaves, that he didn't actually have the black people's best interest at heart. Um, and I, I can see that, but then I also think that there is something to say about being able to like seize the day right like to to sign your name on a document that no other president was willing to do like he was willing to do it yeah whether or not it was because of the war whether or not it was this and that like he was willing to sit there and be like i am going to sign the emancipation proclamation we have to understand that at that time like that was radical that was radical yeah and there's a reason why he got assassinated i'll just leave it at that but i think that like Mm -hmm. doing something like that was that was as groundbreaking led to his death, which was extremely unfortunate, but like people, I think, look over that fact mm. that he did something actually insane at the time. Okay, so I wanna get into a couple things there. The first okay. one is, okay, so you mentioned, okay, it's something groundbreaking, that's what like sets him apart. For your ideal politician, do you want someone who is able to like move the current script or someone who's about to turn it all on its head? And I'll just like end the question there because I, I and there's a lot of consequences to each. I personally feel, but I want to know your preference. Turn it on its head. Yeah. Somewhere in the middle. Mm. I think mm-hmm. like someone who's willing to turn the corner. The turn. Does that make sense? Like <laughs> corner on so like, the script. To like to do like a quick little swerve, like okay, okay. like a curve, because I I and we we can absolutely get into this, but I think yeah. when it comes to like political change, yeah. that sometimes the means or the end do not justify the means. And so it might be a good idea, like in the long run to like flip it on its head, Mm. but how many people's lives would you be affecting in a negative way by flipping it on its head? Even though like you want that outcome, but that process might do a lot more damage than you might think. And so I think like having the end goal in sight, but then doing it in a smooth way. Okay. So I've been thinking about like this a lot too, and it's easier to talk in the abstract, but being like, okay, is there a way that we can completely flip the situation around? And then like, yeah, still be able to, I want to completely get rid of all fossil fuels. Is there a way that we can fill, like provide the economic consequences of Mm. that in some way while also making sure that we're progressing in that way? Like, do you think that that's a possibility? Yeah, I mean, it's like transitioning to a clean energy system and like making sure people who are currently working in the fossil fuel industry get training to then become workers within the green energy system so like that's what a transition like that would look like ideally so like you're still supplying for all of those people who would be out of work normally if you just like completely shut down the fossil fuel industry without any replacement so there is a transition there but like it does take the initial mindset of like no we're like totally changing this whole thing like you are still like flipping the whole script but you are making sure that you're like reaching that end point in a way that's like still like you said meeting all the like meet or meeting all the needs of the present is there do you think there's um like 
do you think that we should be providing like actual like extra financial compensation for anything that we target right now as being non-sustainable so like right now you're talking about job retaining should we be like putting investment like should we be identifying those things and putting in money into those people who are currently in those systems or like what are your thoughts on that what do you mean by that? so like right now she was saying you were going to people who are in the fossil fuel industry will provide them with like job training so they can mm. adapt to our whatever our new systems are right do you think that we should be like directly targeting yeah anything like that who, which we see as like unsustainable in the long mm. run uh, and like targeting those jobs why like across the world realistically and like providing those people with like financial compensation should we have warnings on people who are like training for those jobs currently like what do you think is like the proper way of actually going about that yeah i mean like that should start like we need to be putting money there like obviously you can't boost up a green energy industry without like workers who can actually do that and like those workers should be people who would be out of a job because they work in the oil industry Mm -hmm. so like their money should be going there right now like we should be funding training we should be in the process of transitioning right now and that goes for many different industries i'd say i'd agree with that i think it's like like you have to i think the ideal option would be reskilling like you know pay for their pay for their two to four year education to reskill into a different mm-hmm. industry. Mm-hmm. And that way, at least in some sort of way, you make a smoother transition and you're not putting a bunch of people in unemployment. Totally. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. It needs to be equitable. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it is interesting. Like, do you think there's any argument for not reskilling, but just like paying people out and then reskilling incoming people so that no one has to go through the process of like getting reskilled? would they know that they would get a payout? Like, and I say that because there might be people wanting to push that industry further, knowing that they would get paid if they were there. Not that that's... I I mean, as long as they don't listen to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I... I need to think about a payout a little Mm -hmm. bit. Yeah, no, (laughs) me too. Thanks for answering. I don't have an answer. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, let's let's go back to the AOC point. Yeah, yeah. I want to make sure that we get back to this because... There, there's been, there's been some controversy lately. Yeah, Met Gala. Met Gala. We all saw the dress. Do you have mm. any thoughts? Did it fit the theme? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I've always just had like a really difficult time, like idolizing anyone, and so even AOC, like as much as I think she is so wonderful for so many reasons, I can't even say that I've like followed her close enough to have a hard judgment. It's one of those things where I think. It's really easy to criticize politicians. Like, mm-hmm. it's so much easier to criticize politicians than to be in a political position, definitely. And that's not to say that they shouldn't be critiqued. Like, they obviously should be. Um, and I think, in, like, this wasn't her best. It wasn't her best. Moment. Right. Yeah. Um, but that being said, like, I, I want to see how she goes from here. I'm not like, oh, that's it. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's how I feel. No, I feel like it yeah. marks a really, like, interesting point in how we deal with politicians in terms of, like, how we view them. Maybe it's just my own personal experience on social media. Like, you scroll through TikTok or whatever, maybe just me, because my algorithm. We all know how that works. <laughs> but it's like, oh, my God, AOC. Like, AOC this, AOC that, or whatever. And it's a lot of, there is a lot of idolization. I feel like that there can is. happen. What I noticed with the tax the rich, rich dress, it was, like, flipped on its head. It was like, oh, AOC totally screwed up. Like, she was never the person we should have, like, right. you know, put in that place you know like just like totally a different narrative that started happening and I feel like it Mm. raises a really interesting point like 
how we view politicians and if we leave them the room to make mistakes and still be people that we support. Right. I think it's a, like, for me, and I, I feel like I've spent, I've spent a good amount of time around politicians. Right, yeah. Like, if, if you're, I think before I had time with them and, like, kind of got to see how they are as people, like, it is a lot easier to criticize, the, like, the person on TV totally. who's doing something that you disagree with. Now I'm just kind of like, yeah, you probably had something different in your head. It played out a little differently. Like, shake it off, get back mm-hmm. into the game. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that would be my advice to AOC. Mm-hmm. Like, learn from the experience and keep it going. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Let me just preface and say <laughs> that my belief is that the only perfect politician is you. You're never going to agree with another human being 100%. That is just completely unrealistic, especially in the United States. Wait, so pitch yourself. (laughs) Future governor. (laughs) You want me to build my opposition today, Debbie? In this moment. In this moment. (laughs) No. (laughs) I say that to say, like, you know, you might have someone that you agree with 95%, 98%, 99%. And there was a lot of people, I think, that agreed with AOC to the 99.9%. And then they saw that 0.01% moment and were like, Mm. oh. Mm. And it's like, yeah, like that's humanity. Well, it's interesting because it wasn't even disagreeing with the message. Yeah. It Mm. wasn't even disagreeing on like a political viewpoint. It was disagreeing on like the situation and the context and the way in which that message was presented. Right. You know? Like it's one thing to like believe and like present the idea of tax rich and it's another to like go and do that by putting it on a dress like at the Met Gala like 35k yeah. entrance fee yeah. you know like a right. bunch of celebrities like while there's protesters like being harassed outside you know like and, yeah nah and like obviously some of the backlash was like oh she's making so much money now as mm. a congresswoman so what are your thoughts on that how much do you think hot people take. should be making mm. I think politicians should be paid more I interesting do. And I know that this this is a hot take. No. This is people are gonna disagree with me. Yes. It is a tricky. It's a, like it's a really difficult one. The thing is, I'm like, how much should people actually be making? Like, what's a reasonable amount of money? Because like, there's mm-hmm. certain people who I'm like, okay, if someone's gonna make that much, I hope it's this person. You know, mm-hmm. like, right. this happens a lot with like, I don't know, with like university presidents. Sometimes I'm like, they're making so much money, yeah. and then they're working 24 seven. I'm like, oh, gosh, okay, well, I mean, it's better that they're making that money than <laughs> someone else. And so I do think it's like an interesting conversation about yeah. how much someone's time is worth especially if they're trying to do good yeah. i mean you've got to have it be worth it like you need to have people who are gonna be like want like able and wanting to pursue that career path mm. or that's another competition <laughs> career politician career. But, you know like who would be willing to take that job like want to make change mm. but then like if they couldn't make enough money from that yeah you know like we mm. need to we need to be able to actually incentivize people to want to become politicians but i think that that can also we should be able to incentivize people to want to become politicians Mm. or like become representatives right like you can't pay them nothing like then no one's gonna want to pursue that few people and let me yeah i don't mean to cut you off no go ahead were you done with your thought i was gonna get into electability but i was just gonna say that (laughs) there are a lot of states that have part-time legislatures yeah. In yeah. which they're like Texas, for example, yeah. their elected officials barely get paid. Mm. Yeah. And that's how's how's Texas doing right now? 
<laughs> or California-based podcast. <laughs> Austin's doing really well. Austin. 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 Oh, Austin. Austin's pulling it. <laughs> anyway, um, oh, the, the reason why I bring that up as we're kind yeah, of talking yeah. about the, the pay scale is that basically you have a bunch of people in office who need, like, bold need to be doing something else in order to live. Right. Are you getting elected officials that are putting their time into getting to know the community into, you know, all of these things? But please get back into electability. I just want yeah. to out there. Well, I mean, I think that electability, once people are career politicians, they like don't want to lose that salary that they're making. Like that is That's their true. livelihood. Then you're worried about maintaining that job and getting elected again. And I think that that can sometimes change how you're willing to act in that space. And like maybe you won't be as controversial or be as aggressive in the type of policy initiatives you're pursuing because you're trying to be more middle of the road so you'll get elected again if you think that that's going to be able to get you elected you know and I think that's where we can lose something and we can like have people who aren't actually accurately representing the people who got them elected in the first place you know like so many points no I want you to I want to hear it that was my point okay so I have have so many points because I agree with you you're right like there, I think that there's a lot, of, especially in the House of Representatives, because they have two-year terms mm-hmm. and there's no term limit. And so... That's another term limit. Okay. Term limits, yeah. So you have basically a bunch of people right. who are there and have to campaign every single, like basically every year. They're fundraising, then they campaign. Those are their two cycles. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's an issue of electability there. I guess my question to you, I have a lot of questions, but a question to mm-hmm. you is how do you discern between um, someone who is trying to represent the diversity of their constituency and that being the, the reason why they're middle of the road and someone who's middle of the road because they want to win their election right but well i i think that i can bring up so like i learned this in a class once yeah. where <laughs> every elected official like lands on a scale that is like they are on one side they represent their community and they're doing a great job of that on the other side they're elected because they are very bold in what they ask for and what they do and their community likes that an example for example is bernie sanders yeah like vermont's not a super liberal state at all but he wins almost every election with so far and because his the community that he represents likes the way that he does whatever the heck he's gonna do no matter what Mm-hmm. And, like, nobody's really going to stop mm-hmm. him from doing that. And that's something that people value. And I'd say something quite similar of Nancy Pelosi. Does she represent San Francisco? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but is she good at what she does? And do people, like, uh, vote for her because of that? So I think that there's there's the ebb and flow there, I guess. I just, I feel like it's into, like, a very, like, a deeper issue. Like, I think my, perf- like, my ideal politician at this moment would be someone who's going to go in and fix the incentives. So, like, I don't really care what else they do at this moment. I just want them to fix the incentives of what makes someone a politician. And I want them to, like, restructure it and, like, get after those issues. So, mm-hmm. if someone was in there, like, I would want, like, even if they got there and they used a bunch of donor money, but they went in and they fixed campaign finance issues. I mean, obviously, that like, it's deeper than this. It's not that easy. But, like, someone who, like, really, really tackled that stuff head on, who maybe made it so that we had less people per district, because I also think that's a big problem with representation, is, like, at the end of the day, you need career politicians in some level to be that dedicated to represent a massive district like that because who could ever possibly do that as a part-time job when you're representing like thousands and thousands of people right whereas like realistically if you had someone like if you could treat that job as if you're treating it like um like another kind of like council that you're on or a board that you were on because you know the community really well and you've been there and you've worked there your whole life and like you understand it 
and you don't have to spend that much time doing it, but you know your people so well because you're not like you're not representing that many people and you've also just like lived it then i think they would do a much better job than what we currently have going on mm. um so like at this point like clearly what i'm after is like a policy change but i think it speaks to the idea that like whoever any of our perfect politicians are going to be i think it's going to be really dependent on when this person's going to be elected so i don't know how y'all feel but that's my thoughts yeah it's hard because yeah. like you want someone who's going to be dedicated and like can build up that experience like in a job but then you also have so many people in our government who have had that job for so many years and then they've like aged out I feel like like you're not you're no longer like in tune with yeah the majority of people in my mind you know maybe I'm just saying that because I'm like young and I'm just surrounded by a bunch of other young people (laughs) but like I don't think there's very many people in our government who are like adequately representing yeah my viewpoint and like what I want to see and like what a lot of other young people want to see right so it's sort of like how do we do that where like people can have like the experience that they need and like be able to like actually build themselves like into government you know like Mm -hmm. secure themselves in that position while still making sure that we have people who like are aging with the pop like with the correct population if that makes sense i Definitely. feel like i did that right but i think where the where the system is broken here because yeah. what is supposed to happen yeah, is yeah. that when the person is no longer representing the community they get voted out yeah right that is the what is supposed to occur mm-hmm. but because of the way that things work nowadays it's like once you've been in your job long enough like you have a hold on all the donors you have a hold on all the media you have a hold on all of these things that come into the electability portion because of the way that our elections are structured we don't have um we don't have a vacation day for voting no it's true and so if we're thinking about the california recall like part of what put that on the ballot was just that you know you did have people with money like being able to pay for basically changing people's mind right it would like i would say that's occurring on both sides like huge of yeah. course, in California, like the Democrats are going to be very much so on top of that. But then a lot of what was funding the recall in California was big donors that are able to pay for a bunch of people to be on the streets collecting signatures. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> there is like a lot of discussion about kind of like the systematic systemic changes need to happen in order to like redo this and there was this thing that when they did at my last university amongst one of the departments where they were which like, university was that i was at the london school of economics for go dogs fresno state <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just kidding they were both good but yeah so like i like they were like they did something and it was my roommate's department she was in like the development department and they were like look we need student representatives all of y'all are qualified enough to be here and so instead of it being a popularity contest and like duking it out, we're just going to like randomly select some of you. And like, that was it. And it was like a really big moment for me where I was like, oh no, oh wait, yeah? Like, is that a good idea? Like I can't really decide like what I, like what's good and not what's not. And the idea was that they would like cycle out. And so you'd have like everyone doing it at some point. I mean, obviously you can't cycle out like everyone in the United States, yeah. but I do think it's like an interesting conversation of being like, should there be, um, you know, like a minimum qualification, which gets you in some kind of like, raffle um or mm-hmm. or but then you know, yeah. who, who's defining those qualifications 
Yes, Demi's gonna about to go all around the world and make sure, no. <laughs> it, is, it is interesting, and like, obviously, I think that would be up to the voters. So like, so say we're doing like state by state, or like local government. The voters would put on like, on maybe like a proposition of like, what that might look like, and who needs to be qualified for that position. They would vote for those qualifications, and then someone is selected at random who has those qualifications. I mean, there's so many issues, and like, that's not gonna like, work as well as it will in like, a 30, person seven are but um yeah. i just think it's interesting to like rethink these ideas and there's also yeah. this thing called like rank voting now yeah there is y'all know better than i do so i don't know but i know of it yeah which i do think is like an interesting idea and something that we should consider mm. there's also ideas so of you know if you're in a certain occupation like you're a teacher and your vote counts twice as much on a proposition that has to do with the education system than someone else and stuff like that so i think it's worth considering more than we have but that's pretty much all I can say on it as of now. I, is a general population qualified to vote? <laughs> I think it's so sad that we have to even question it. Because yeah. I personally think it's such a failure of our education system Absolutely. that we even have to get in this conversation. Like, we have to get into this fight. Like, oh my gosh, how long are we in school every day? Like, we're at school 30 hours a week. There is no reason that we shouldn't have the most wonderful citizens in the world. <laughs> yeah. What is that? I just, I get like so worked up about it. Like, that should be like, the main subject of discussion once you get in high school. Like I didn't have my first politics class till I was a senior in high Literally school. Senior. And I had yeah. already Same. gotten, I was studying criminology, you know? And I figured out about policy and I was like, oh, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. you mean these people are controlling stuff all the time? Like, oh, you mean like I can actually change the circumstances that are like upsetting people every single day? I don't know. I, I just get worked up. I wanted like, to yeah, be a yeah. vet. I wanted to be a veterinarian. Me too. Uh, up really? until my government class in high school. And I was like, Hold up. Okay. I don't know when I grew out of it. Yeah. But I, I think what you're what you're raising is what both of you are raising are really good points. It's a great question. I think right now, um thank you. <laughs> I think right now it's like um with in especially in the age of mass information. We have an episode on that, by the way. Um in the in the age of mass uh mass information, disinformation. Like right now, our education system is not keeping up with the pace yeah. of technology. Yeah. And so you have a lot more misinformation out there and you have people who haven't had and haven't been exposed enough to the world of politics and government, what to look for, what to not, how things work and how things change to be able to sift through, you know, the, the, the mud, basically. Mm. Um, I do want to get back to why mm. politicians should get paid more because I feel like yeah, I just no. dropped that yeah, and then like did back. not explain that. Yeah. Um, so the reason why it's not, it's not like I'm over here, like politicians should be making millions of dollars. Michael's like, I that. need to secure my future. Well, like, I need oh to gosh. secure my no. future. No. It's, it's, okay. So part of that is that I've actually like, like if you see really like in any other industry, the people who are the best at what they do, like mm. look at any industry, they're getting paid a lot. If you're really good at creating policy, your best interest is not to go into government. Period, point blank. You're going into nonprofit. You're going into advocacy. You're going into research. Like, why would you go into government? You're about to take a massive pay cut and everybody's going to hate you. And you're still stuck by gridlock. So what are you doing? So what you have basically like, and, and you look at a lot of these like nonprofit or maybe not a lot of nonprofits, but like the larger, like really policy politics focused areas where you have the experts in politics and policy 
Like the experts will almost never be in the governing positions mm. because why would they waste their time? Mm. How much do we want experts to like, how much do we want it so that like everyone can be experts, you know? Like this is, I know this is like getting back to the root of the problem, but like I want everyone to be, have the education that's good enough where they can be the politician, you know? Mm. And then that we need that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. That'd be ideal. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm living in a different world, but <laughs> Demi, Demi spent time in London and is coming back a whole different, no, okay. um, no, but I, I like, yeah. I think about so much about, like, I've met really good people. I'm like, why aren't they going to government? Mm. And they're just like, what do you mean? Like, I'm yeah. trying to set up my children. I'm trying to have a quality lifestyle. And I think the way that we, the way that politicians currently work in the U S like the vast majority of them, it's like, if you are a like pretty good person or good at what you do, you won't go into that and I think that there has to be like some degree of financial incentive beyond like the campaign fundraising or even like the gifts that you get from people like if I'm for example on the up and up and I'm like you know what I could become a congressman or I can go down this other route or actually let me become a congressman and since I know what's going to be coming down the pipeline I can actually just be trading stocks on the side in which we have a lot of politicians Mm -hmm. doing that because they are not like, in, in my view, I think part of it is just greed. You're always going to have greed. But I think that there is a set of politicians that are just simply not making as much money as maybe they were in the past, as maybe like their family needs or wants. And so they're just like, let me go down these other routes of making money, which often comes through corruption. Yeah. And so I think a lot of the corruption that we see in the United States forms of government is like money focused because we don't pay them a lot of money. Yeah, and, okay, and but will, like, would that issue end, you know? Like, let's say you raise question. your salary. Big oil sells, like, okay, we can still give you more than that. That's true. Does that does it end, you know? It doesn't end. Like, I think it's the, better. Hmm. Hopefully. Also, like, what's your, like, how much right now? Oof, that's, a, that's a really tough question. I actually do think, though, this is the point that I was about to raise, Yeah. is I think that however much the person is making should be, like, I think very much so ideally would be like in some sort of range around how much the community that they're representing makes. And the reason why I say that is because whether or not you're a congressperson from Kansas or you're a congressperson in dead middle of San Francisco where you have the worst housing market in the world, you're going to pay the exact same. Yeah. And so like, I think that there has to be something around that where we have to understand that there's different scales not for, a one size fits all. Not one size fits all. Mm. And so maybe one size fits all never works. What if politicians <laughs> are paid the amount of money that they made at their last position? That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so we were what we were just that? talking about AOC, so who was a bartender. <laughs> then you get yeah. only so you're paying AOC bartender money. <gasps> okay, you, you go pay Paul Ryan a million dollars a year. Gosh, you could Thank you. Okay, so um, would y'all ever run? I would. And I don't know if I could do that. And um, what do you think would make you a good politician? Well, as I said before, the campaign. I know, right? Um, The best politician is you. I I just feel like you, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, that me. I I think that it's it's like. Like to some degree, and I think a lot of what we've discussed today comes out of this. I don't trust other people to do it as well as I would. See, I have the opposite feeling. Really? <laughs> I know. I, 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 I do. Like I will. 
like, okay, so I don't know. Going back to my student government days, I obviously like, like I see it as a means to an end. So if I felt like the agenda that I really believed in wasn't getting pushed forward in any way, and that was the best way for me to push it forward potentially. And if I also felt that no one else could push it forward any better. So it was, it's just like a, a default of being like, oh my gosh, you know, like if I'm like, I trust myself enough to be the best person in that job right now. And I think that's really hard for me to think about right now. Cause I know clearly like at this moment in time, there's not a role right now that I think that I'm more qualified for mm-hmm. than the single person who's going for that role. That being said, like potentially in the future, I would love to be knowledgeable enough to like be able to do that and like feel confident enough and like push forward an agenda like that as of like, now my hope is that there'll be people who are in a better position and i also think it'll be like it'll depend on what's needed at the time like i potentially i also think like i should maybe should step back for identity politics positions like i would happily step back and like be behind the scenes if i felt like i could advance or someone who had the identity that needed to be pushed forward had a similar policy stance as i do i would be like yeah let's get it like you know Mm -hmm. what i mean Um, so i just feel like it'll just depend on I'm 100%. Yeah, yeah. so it, it just depends on the times. Mm-hmm. Ellie? <laughs> oh. What would make me a good politician? Yeah. Is that what well, he said? Would you do it? Yeah. Would I do it? I've been thinking about this a lot. Yeah. I'm a sophomore in undergrad. I've been trying to figure <laughs> out... I've been trying to figure out my path forward. I don't know. I... Like, all my extracurricular stuff is, like, politics-based. But now I'm, like, in those spaces. I'm like, I'm enjoying this. Could I do this my whole life? I don't think I could. Mm. That, it's so taxing, isn't it? I don't it think taxing. I could. You know? But what, and I also, why not? Sorry. I just think... She wouldn't get paid enough. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't get paid enough. <laughs> if if we match salaries, $300 a month as a politician. Dang. <laughs> not worth it. <laughs> Your yeah. idea was bad. Just kidding. Terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe it's like a limit. So it's like if you're making more than that. I would set the limit. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a minimum. But I still think oh, sorry, sorry to cut you off. <laughs> no, no, no. I still feel like low income people who are representing yeah. the community really well should still be getting paid yep. to vote. Agreed. Yeah. Oh well, of course. Well then, well, then it wouldn't so be. Then it wouldn't be. Exactly. <laughs> my thing was more my like my idea was to put a cap on people who are making the gazillions or like that. want to make a ton of money who go into it just for money. It's a bad idea. Let's Do you think just, there's you a lot of people like that? It's not wasting any time. If you're trying to make money, would you go into politics? No. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm just very frustrated with our political system. And I don't think I could operate within that. I, I don't think I'm someone who has the ability to collaborate and cooperate with people who like just have viewpoints that I feel like are disrespectful to my life and my views. Mm-hmm. It's not just, it's not just disagreeing, like fundamentally are like disrespectful. And like, I just like, don't think I could cooperate yeah, with those types so, of people. Okay. So I agree with that yeah. very much so, which is why I'm not into federal politics. Mm. But if you Local look at the politics, state, you right. can make a big change. But I think, yeah, no, that's like a whole other thing too of like, I mean, you look at something like environmental issues, like climate change, that's like huge global issue. And it feels, it often feels like, oh, you can't do this on the local level. Like the issue's too big to do on the local level, but that's like why you need to do it on the local level because you're not going to solve a big issue like that, like 
on its own, just like on some big, like overarching system, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just don't think that I can see myself. Maybe I'll change my mind, yeah. but I can't, I can't really see myself as a politician. You might've heard the quote before. And I'm going to say it again. I didn't say it before today. I'm just going to repeat a quote that I think many of us have heard before, which uh-huh. is like, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. And my, like, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. And, and my belief is that if there's, um, if there's someone, like, I just don't think that there will be many people like me at the table. Mm. And so if I have the ability, the capability, the capacity to not only, like, make, bring about change, but to also um, be a role model for the community, yeah. like, there have been 11 Black senators ever in the history of the country. There have been four black governors ever. Uh, Only, I think only two of them got elected. The other two got it like as being lieutenant governor and like, yeah, the governor. So like when, when I think about that, I'm like, okay, like there, there are a lot of spaces in government where people like me have never even walked it, let alone a black immigrant, right? right? Like let, let alone that. So anyway, I just feel like I don't, I don't. I don't see that happening. It's like, okay, if I can do it and I'm able to, yeah. this is what's going to happen. Like, you know, right. I'll take the sacrifice. I'll take the L because that's not a fun job to have. It's not taking it. <laughs> <laughs> We've been missing the heck this episode. We have um, empty seats. Empty seats. Speaking at seats, 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 seats at the table. There's oh. an empty seat at the table. Yeah, we're not eating her here. Oh. She's not on the menu. <laughs> 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 She's at home. She's not on the menu. <laughs> she is. She could not make it with us to Fresno. Unfortunately. Um, but we'll be joining but us in future episodes. you heard her on the intro. She's here. She's with us in spirit. Yep. We love you. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Next oh, round yeah. table. Yeah. I have so many thoughts. I feel like I feel like we, we're going to have to do another one of these. Maybe oh, season four. Yeah. We're going to have to come back season and revisit four. some of these I topics. Really oh, these oh, and send in your questions that you would like oh, us yeah. to talk Absolutely. about on the topic. Welcome to our first round table discussion. IRL. I R L. <laughs> did I even do that? I, did, right yeah, I, did, I, did, I think you went the right. I don't know. I don't know which one is correct. I don't, I don't know my left or my right. I was pointing out right. from the head. <laughs> <laughs> it's the start of season three. <laughs> Welcome to season, season three of oh, Policy Wise. One. Two. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, okay. Debbie. This was PolicyWise, an intergenerational podcast by Youth Leadership Institute focused on bringing young people into the policy conversation. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at PolicyWisePod. If you have any questions or suggestions for discussion topics, please email us at policywise at yli.org. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes.